you're working on the front line and, and you're seeing and you're in the presence of unseen dangers, but now I know that God is a keeper. Welcome to Wesley Amazon Church, where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. How do you know that you can trust God? Well, there are times when we are faced with challenging situations that give us an opportunity to learn and grow in our trust in the Lord. Let's go into the message. Welcome to Wesley Amazon Church, where we are working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. We're so blessed to have you with us here again on today. And as always, we pray God's blessings upon you. Let us go ahead and prepare for our lesson today by going into our scripture reading, which can be found in 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 17 through 24. And it reads as follows. Sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. She said to Elijah, what do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Give me your son, Elijah replied. He took him from her arms, carried him to the upper room where he was staying, and laid him on his bed. Then he cried out to the Lord, O Lord, my God, have you brought tragedy also upon this widow I am staying with, with by causing her son to die? Then he stretched himself out on the boy three times and cried to the Lord, O Lord, my God, let the boy's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's cry, and the boy's life returned to him, and he lived. Elijah picked up the child and carried him down from the room into the house. He gave him to his mother and said, Look, your son is alive. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God, and that the word of the Lord from your mouth is truth. Amen. I want to share today from the subject of now I know. Now I know. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we bless you now and we give glory and honor to your name. God, we come and we ask that you would impart a word unto us today. God, give us what we stand in need of. Speak, O oh God, through this vessel. Use me, God, for your will and for your glory. Anoint me afresh, O oh God, that I might share a word that would bless your people. God, I thank you and I bless you and I praise you. Fill me afresh, O oh God, with your Holy Spirit. Anoint me afresh, O oh God. And God, I pray that you would open our ears and help us to listen. Open our eyes, for we want to see Jesus. Then open our hearts that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Blessed Holy Ghost. Amen. Faith is something people believe becomes easy for Christians. But if we look a little deeper, we might find that faith is just as challenging for Christians as it is for non-Christians. See, the reality is every person exercises some form of faith, whether they are believers or not. You see, every day we go out into the world and we exercise faith. Every time you drive your car, you exercise faith. Every time you put the key in the ignition, you're exercising faith. Every time you press the gas and the brake pedal, you're exercising faith. Every time you go to drive with other drivers on the road, you're exercising faith. See, every time you go to sit down in that chair that you're sitting in, you're exercising faith. How many of us put thought into the process of sitting before we sat down? I would dare say none of us. Yet we exercise faith in the sitting process as we sat in that chair. The switch that's on the wall, if we flip it, 
it brings the lights on in a room. But how many times have we flipped that switch and nothing happens? We show that we've exercised faith because we stand there and we continue to flip it on and off, on and off, expecting something to happen. You see, the difference between a believer and a non-believer is who we put our faith in. Non-believers put their faith in things and human power. Believers put their faith in God and his word. As non-believers, they often put themselves in positions where they're putting faith in a person or a thing. They put their faith in money. They put their faith in a business person or, or they put their faith in some political leader or they put their faith in something that they believe will better their lives. But as believers, we put our faith in God and his word because we know that those two things are always true. We know that we can always rely on God and his word. But it is sad to say that every time you turn around, we find ourselves sometimes as believers putting our faith in something else other than God. Yes, it's just as hard a challenge for us as it is sometimes for non-believers to exercise faith in God. You see, it's often in the midst of hardship and challenging situations that the Christian and non-Christians seem to show the same characteristics. Yes, sometimes it's hard to tell the Christian from the non-Christian when we find ourselves in hard or difficult situations. See, moments of difficulty and hardship as Christians, we're supposed to show an example of faith in God. In hardships and, and times of turmoil as Christians, we're supposed to show the world what it means and what it looks like to put our faith and our trust in the Lord our God. But far too often we demonstrate a lack of faith in God and when we do that, we show the world that we too have difficulty trusting God. You see, but when we exercise faith in God, we gain the knowledge and the understanding that God is active through his people and his word. One of the first things that I want to share with us out of our text is this. We come to know because of challenges. Time can change all of our lives. Time can change the conditions and the situations of our lives. As we find in the text, it says that time has come and changed this woman's situation. Now, there are some facts that are missing for us, but it says that this woman is challenged because time has passed by and her son has grown sick because of some type of ailment. We're not told what type of ailment. We're not told what type of sickness this young man has. We're not even told how long. It just says time has come. And over time, he's grown worse and worse. And in the process of time, we find that this woman becomes challenged. Now, because we're missing facts, we don't know, again, how long the young man was sick, what type of sickness he had. We're not even sure if Elijah knew that the young man was sick. Maybe this was something that happened at a moment's notice. Maybe this was something that had developed over time and the mother never told Elijah what was happening. All we know is that the mother is now challenged because Time has passed by and her son has grown sick in the midst of time and now has died. What was happening during that time period in which this child died? Did Elijah know and was Elijah praying on behalf of the child? Was the mother praying on behalf of the child? Maybe the mother was praying to the God of Baal, which it was known to be part of the custom of those who lived in Zarephath. 
Maybe this woman was simply just trying to nurture her child back to health. But because we don't know and because that presents a great challenge for us, even when we don't know the situation and when we find ourselves being unclear about what's happening, we can be challenged the greatest. When we're not sure why something is happening in our lives, when we're not sure what the cause of it is, it can present a great challenge to us. And when it presents this challenge to us, we oftentimes don't operate in faith, but we do just like this woman and we operate in emotions. But we must be careful about operating in emotions because emotions can be a powerful force. She responded in her emotions instead of faith. And I believe this woman had enough faith or she should have had enough faith right now that it should have overrode the emotions that she's experiencing. How can you say that, Jones? Well, this woman experienced a great form of lack being in her life, but Elijah prayed to God and God gave this woman an abundance. When you were expecting to die, when you were expecting to take the little that you had and die, but God shows up through the form of a prophet named Elijah and blesses you greatly and blesses you in a manner which prolongs your life, why would you now not have enough faith to be able to take your problem to the Lord? You see, she had enough emotions to override her faith. She had enough emotions running in her wildly to take over her situation. Emotions are a powerful thing and they can cancel out the faith that you have. Let's be honest with us. Sometimes we have had faith in God in certain situations. But when things got difficult and when things got hard, when things became challenging for us, we put our faith aside and began to operate in emotions. There are times when we allowed emotion to take over our situation when we should have been operating as people of faith. When we allow our emotion to take over our situation and we no longer operate in faith, then we find ourselves on the wrong end of faith. When I look at this woman and, and while she's operating in faith, she begins to get emotional and she begins to accuse God and Elijah. Notice what she says in the text. Why did you come here? What, what, what is the problem that you have against me that you come to bring up my sins and to kill my child. Her emotions are not just against Elijah, but her emotions are against Elijah and God. See, her response shows that her hope and, and life had been built up and restored. Because in the beginning, they said that she was going to bake a cake and her and her son were going to eat it and die. But now we see that this woman is angry. She's frustrated because her child's life has been taken away from her. At one moment, she was prepared to die, and she was prepared for the death of her child. But now she's angry because her child has died. It shows me that her hope in life had been restored. Her hope of continued existence had been restored. And because her hope had been restored, and because her hope in life had been restored, it now allows her emotions to run wild, and she begins to accuse Elijah and God of simply coming to take her son away from her. We got to be careful when we're challenged in our faith. We got to be careful that we don't begin to operate in emotions. You see, yes, I know challenging times can often bring out the worst in people, but as believers, we got to allow challenges to move us in our faith. We got to allow challenges to make us tap into the faith that we have in God. You see, life does not guarantee us that we'll be free from problems or trouble. 
Life does not guarantee that we won't be hit hard with problems and troubles. But what will we do when things run dry? What will we do when emotions and feelings or the will of God is not like we want it to be? What will we do when those things began to show up in our life? How will we respond? Will we be people that will respond by faith or will we be the type of people who respond with our emotions and out of anger and frustration accuse God of doing something that we don't desire? We again must be careful when we are challenged because we gain knowledge and understanding in our challenges. We gain a deeper level of faith in our challenges when we allow ourselves to go to faith and not emotions. The second thing that I want us to see out of our text is this. We come to know through faith actions. Verses 19 through 21, we find out that Elijah has taken the child from this woman and he doesn't speak a word. He doesn't come to her this time and say, the Lord my God has said that the child will live. Elijah simply goes into action and he begins to do what I call faith actions. He takes the child from the woman and he goes up into his room. He takes the child into the upper room and, and upon arriving in the upper room, Elijah begins to place the child on the bed and cry out to the Lord. Yes, up to this point, Elijah has met every challenge with a word from the Lord. He told Ahab a word from the Lord that it would not rain and it did not rain for three years and six months. He gave a word for provision in the midst of a drought and, and God gave him a word and Elijah was sustained in his life by going down to the brook and by ravens feeding him. Yes, he gave a hope, a word of hope that prolonged the life of a widow woman and her son. But now he doesn't have a word, but now he doesn't get a word from the Lord about how to deal with the situation. See, it's great when you can get a word from the Lord. It's great when you can speak what God has already said over a situation. But what do you do when you don't have a word from the Lord to operate on? What do you do when God hasn't given you a word to move by? That's when we meet the challenges with our faith. By faith, take your challenges before the Lord. Elijah did that in two ways. He took the child up into the upper room where he was staying. And he placed the child on the bed and he prayed. In those two ways, he took the child and his praying were his two ways of acting in faith. Taking the child into the upper room and praying over the child. And as he stretched out on the child, that was another action of faith. But Elijah understood, I've got to go to the place where I meet God regularly. That's probably why he took him to the upper room where he was staying. This is where he has petitioned God. This is where he prays to God on a regular basis. So sometimes we have to realize that we got to take our problems, our troubles to the place where we meet God on a regular basis. Maybe it's in your closet. Maybe it's in your bedroom beside your bed. Wherever it is, you got to learn in faith to take your problems and your troubles to the place where you meet God on a regular basis. Yes, maybe you haven't gotten a word from the Lord, but take it to the place where you meet God on a regular basis. I need a word for this troubling problem that I'm in. I take that trouble and the problem to the place that I meet God on a regular basis. See, Elijah's praying reveals that he also is challenged in his faith. I'm so glad that the scripture points this out because it helps us to understand and to know that even as believers, we can be challenged in our faith, just like unbelievers. See, Elijah doesn't let the challenge stop him, though, from acting in faith. 
even though he's challenged into asking God, why has you allowed this trouble to come to this woman? Why have you allowed this woman who has been taking care of me and giving me a place to stay? Why are you allowing this trouble to hit her life? It shows us that Elijah is also challenged in his faith when it concerns what's happening in this widow woman's life. But he learned, he also he teaches us that we got to demonstrate faith in persistence in times of challenge. We got to be persistent in our faith when we are faced with challenging times. He stretched out over the child three times. Each time he stretched out over that child, I'm pretty sure that Elijah was expecting life to come back to that child. But each time life stayed away. But he continued, he was persistent until life returned to that child. Elijah is simply showing us that we've got to be persistent when we're faced with challenging situations. Yes, it may be a difficult situation. Yes, it may be a difficult thing to handle. And yes, we may even be challenged in our faith. But as we go forward and we progress forward, even in faith and even in the challenge of our faith, we continue to be persistent in our moving forward in faith. God will show up and meet us there. At times, faith has to go beyond just words. We must put actions to what we say we believe. Sometimes we are moved to the place of hopelessness so that we can find out how to tap into our faith in God. See, we find ourselves in situations with no word. What do we do? We turn to our faith and we put our faith in the Lord. We take our troubles and our trials to that place where we meet God on a regular basis. The question is, how will we respond when we're faced with a situation and we don't have a word from the Lord? Will you carry your troubles to the presence of God? Will you carry your troubles into that place where you meet God on a regular basis? Or will you begin to operate in your emotion? I hope that we would operate in our faith in God and that we would keep pressing forward even in faith when we don't see anything happen I'll keep moving forward in faith when I'm still challenged when I don't see it happen after the first time I'll keep moving forward in faith when we're challenged we come to know by our faith actions the final thing that I want us to see from our text is this we know through answered faith in verses 22 through 24 we see that God hears and answers Elijah's prayer. This helps us to know that we come to know that God is actively moving in his people and his word because of answered faith. Elijah has laid out over the child three times. He's cried out to the Lord. And then it tells us in verse 22 that the Lord heard Elijah's cry. Hallelujah. When we find out that the Lord has heard Elijah cry, we find out God responds to our prayer and faith, and he helps Elijah and the widow. When God responds to the prayer of faith, when we've been challenged and, and we keep pressing forward in faith and we're crying out to the Lord in faith, God shows up and meets us in our faith, and he answers our faith that we have demonstrated to him. And as he answers the faith that we demonstrated to him, it shows both Elijah and this woman that their faith needed to be strengthened. Yes, in the process of this challenge that they've experienced, Elijah's faith has been strengthened in the Lord. This woman's faith has been strengthened in the Lord. Both Elijah and this woman have found themselves being moved to a different level of faith in God. You see, Elijah is strengthened in his trust in God. The widow is strengthened in her faith, and she's exposed to true religion. 
Yes, she's exposed to the true God, Yahweh, the true God of which God uh, Elijah has been operating under. Yes, she has a, been a Baal worshiper, and the place in which she lives, Zarephath, is the center of Baal worship. She had to go to a place where, where God would put her in a position of lack, and then she had to go to a place where her faith was challenged greatly, only to come to the conclusion that there is only one true and living God, and his name is Yahweh. You see, Elijah introduces her to the true and the living God. And because Elijah has introduced her to the true and the living God, and faith was answered in this moment of challenge, because Elijah's faith was answered, because this woman was challenged in her faith, it's now put both of them on new faith levels. Elijah has grown in his trust in God. This woman has grown to know that God is a provider, and not only is he a provider, but he's one who can do great and mighty miracles. Yes, it's one thing to provide food, but it's another to raise someone from the dead. You see, when you provide food, maybe that could happen on a normal basis, but, but when you raise someone from the dead, this woman has now got the realization and the understanding that this God that Elijah serves and this God that Elijah worships is different than the God that she's been worshiping. It's different than the God of Baal and which she has put her faith in before. Yes, Elijah has the true and the living God, Yahweh, moving in his life. And Elijah is speaking on behalf of the true God, Yahweh, who he's been operating under his power. And because of her experience in a challenging situation, this woman comes to the place she says, Now I know. Now I know that the word you speak are true. Now I know that you are a man of God. Now I know that the word that you speak on behalf of the Lord are true. Yes, this woman now has a different type of faith. And I would believe that it would be difficult to challenge her in her faith now because of what she has experienced. Yes, we may get challenged in our faith, but we got to learn to grow in our faith. And we got to learn to let our faith take over in moments of challenge and in moments of difficulty and trouble. And as I close, I want to tell you this. There are events that will happen in all of our lives that will impact our understanding of God. In these events, you may have the word, no word from the Lord. You, you don't have a word that's telling you how things are going to turn out. We're in the middle of a pandemic and, and heaven hadn't spoken a word of when this thing is going to end. We keep walking by faith. When the doctors give you a bad report and, and there's no direct word from the Lord, we keep walking by faith. When yesterday is bad and, and your today is bad and tomorrow doesn't look too good, we keep walking by faith. When we've been through challenges before, what did we learn? When, when we should have learned that God is a good God no matter what it looks like. When your money is low and, and you don't know how you're going to make it, we learn that God is a provider. You see, when sickness strikes your household or it strikes you personally, and God brings you through it, we learn that God is a healer. When life is hitting you hard from every side and it looks like you're about to lose your mind, but God keeps you in perfect peace, you find out that God can be the peace in the midst of a storm. At some point, it should come to the know that God is who he says he is. At some point, we should come to know and be able to say, now I know. Yes, at some point, we ought to be able to challenge folk and say that my God is a good God even in troubled times. I know what you're thinking. 
think. I know what you say, but God is still a good God because now I know. Yes, you're working on the front line and, and you're seeing and you're in the presence of unseen dangers, but now I know that God is a keeper. They said that there was nothing that they could do for you and that they've done all that they can, but, but God brings you through it. You can say, now I know that God has the last word. The world is experiencing economic disaster, job loss, and unpaid bills, but you're still employed and you're still able to pay your bills. Now you can say, now I know that God is a way maker. If you look back over your life and you discover that you have great deal of things to thank God for, and you realize that you have learned a great deal about Almighty God, now I know that I can trust the word of the Lord. Now I know that I can pray and change and it will change things. Now I know that God will bless me and with the right person if I just wait on him. Now I know that the Lord can fight my battles. Now I know that God loves me because he sent me a savior. Now I know that God loves me and that he's redeemed me because he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross at Calvary. Now I know that I'm saved because Jesus Christ died on that cross at Calvary and that he got up with all power in his hand. Now I know that I have a God and a savior in my life because every time I turn around, he just keeps working it out for my good. Every time I turn around, he just keeps on blessing me. Every time I turn around, even in hard and difficult situations, God just keeps on showing up. Why? Because I've got a good God in difficult times. Now I know this. Why? Because I've been through some things. Now I know this. Why? Because I've had some challenges in my life. Now I know this. Why? Because God has brought me through every one of them. Now I know. And I pray that you understand and that you know today that God is always moving on the behalf of the believers. That no matter how you're challenged, no matter how many difficult situations come your way, God is on your side. You say, maybe I didn't get a word from the Lord. You don't always have to have a word. But keep moving by faith. Keep living by faith. And as you keep moving and keep living by faith, and as you keep taking faith actions, God will answer that faith action that you give. And he'll show up. And he will be your provider. He'll be your healer. He'll be your keeper. He'll give you that peace in the midst of a storm. Amen. Or maybe you're here today. And you're challenged right now. You don't know what your future looks like. Well, I can tell you right now that God wants you to have a future and a hope. And you can have it by giving your life to Jesus Christ. I want to offer you salvation today. I want to offer you an opportunity to give your life to God and allow him to come in and be your Lord and your Savior. I want to ask you to put your faith in Jesus Christ. Faith that he died on the cross at Calvary for your sins. Faith that he rose again from the dead. And faith that he is the son of God who sits at the right hand of the Father. If you can believe it by faith, if you can trust it in your heart by faith, you can be saved.